Alcova Mortgage is here for good. We are locally owned, value great communication, and are committed to our Covington community. Call Alcova Mortgage Covington at 540-962-7152 or visit alcovahighlands.com to get in touch for your mortgage lending needs. Alcova Mortgage, NMLS ID 40508, NMLSConsumerAccess.org, equal housing lender, terms and conditions apply, all loans subject to credit approval. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Brick layers and ball shorts. Coaching from the side of the ball court. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. If you know, you know. If you know about the carport, the trap door's supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know. That's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know, you know. What up, 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 do? Welcome to the Ballhawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amal Hawkins. Appreciate you taking time out today. To listen to the latest episode, today we will be recapping the 2022 Virginia Blue and White game that took place this Saturday at Scott Stadium, 4 p.m., and it was live on ACC Network. You know, it was a lot going on in Charlottesville Saturday. The baseball squad pulled off a hell of a heroic comeback, bottom of the 10th, walk-off grand slam. (laughs) Man, you got to love that. Tennis team. With a big upset. Then the track and field squad. Softball played. Um, it was a lot going on in, in Charlottesville. A lot of success taking place. So uh, for the for the people that were in the tennis, man, thank you guys for coming out and uh, sticking through it because it was hot. The side they had all the fans on, it was hot. That's where all the sun was at on that side because, you know, they – they upgrading the uh, the bleachers, so they had a lot of other sections roped off, and it seemed like where the sun was at, that's where they put all y'all at. So a lot of you guys are fighting off the sunburn, and it's much appreciated, man. Definitely must appreciate it, and the players definitely enjoyed. Everybody in attendance, and for the folks who watch it at home as well, don't want to leave you guys out because that support is still appreciated in a lot. Um, it was also alumni weekend, football alumni weekend. It was great seeing. The, the former greats, the people that laid the foundations for players like myself that made it easier to transition to this university and be successful. And then um, seeing guys that came after us, uh, guys that are currently in the NFL, was great laying eyes on them and just fellowshipping with them and having uh, Coach Elliott come by the barbecue and, and speak with alum and encourage them to come back and how important it was to have alum back here on campus, you know, somebody like myself who resides here in Charlottesville, it's much easier for me to be around players, coaches, and, and staff alike. But uh, it's good when guys are out of town and they come back and, you know, the more visible former players. And a guy like Aaron Brooks coming back speaks volume for what Carter did since he's been the AD, what Bronco did when he was the head coach of encouraging former players to come back and what Coach Elliott um, has built upon 
you know. He took what Bronco laid out as far as that bridge and building that bridge, and he's built a four-way lane now. It's wide open, and he's encouraging guys, saying how much he needs the former guys being invested into the current players and how is our program, fans included. So speaks volume, man. So let's – Jump into this podcast. Before we get started, man, salute to the sponsor. Salute to Abra Insurance. Go to Abra Insurance for all your insurance needs. That's home, business, auto, life insurance, the great people at Able Services State, servicing the state of Virginia for over 20 years and being a proud supporter of the Ball Hawk Show for many, many, many years. I mean, the commercial that you see here locally in Charlottesville, we shot that commercial, I want to say, in like 2016, 2015 maybe. So, and the, and also the commercial handle one on one point nine. You know that was around the same time. So they definitely been like my first sponsor and the foundation sponsor. So suit the able Alcova Mortgage, huge sponsor now. I appreciate them coming aboard and helping helping this podcast and this platform out. Make sure you check them out. Um, also manscaped.com use the promo code, the ball Hawk show, check out their products. When you want to check out, use that promo code is 20% off of your total owner. That's manscaped.com. Your balls would thank you. So let's go ahead and set the mood, man. I was trying to think about what song I wanted to play, but this is a song that kept popping up in my head. Take it back old school for y'all. Let's see. See if y'all like this. See if y'all know what this is. This is real old school. What y'all know about that? Uh huh. That's that's where I'm at right now. Make you high. Yeah. Let's go. Take it high. That's that James Brown, funky good time. Uh huh. Uh huh. Then we switch it up. Let's go. Cause this was a feel good day, man. It was good to see guys back on the field. You know what I'm saying? Coach Elliott in game time situations, splitting the teams up. Uh-huh. What you want to do? Girl what? Girl, close your eyes. Let that rhythm get into Uh-huh. Don't try to Don't try to fight it. What we got to do, Michael? You got to feel that heat. Yeah. And we can ride the boogie. Share that heat of love. I want to rock with you all night. Hey. Dance you into sunlight. I want to rock with you all night. I want to rock night. Hey, yo, y'all remember this song right here in the skating ring right here? This song right here? Take y'all way back. Y'all remember this new skating ring? Who's watching? Who's watching? Because this is what I got after the game. 
on, on Twitter. I see all Virginia Tech fans tweeting about the audience. And this is a song I think about every time I see a Tech fan just taking shots at us. I always feel like somebody's watching me and I get no privacy. Oh, Hokies, I always feel like you. Uh-huh, go. I'm just an average man with an Come average on, man. Life. Get right. I work from nine to five. Hey, hell, I pay the price. Get right. All I want is to be left alone uh-huh. in my average home. But why do I always feel like I'm in the twilight zone? Go. I, I always feel like, like somebody's watching me. And I have no privacy. Oh, oh, I always feel like somebody's watching me. Come on, Hokey, stop watching us so much. Come on, Hokies. For y'all not to care about us, y'all sure be watching us a lot, man. Let us be, bruh. Let us be. Hey. Let that play in the background for a little while longer. So here we go, man. Blue and white game. The blue team won. What was the score? Like 23-0? Cause the blue team basically had, I guess if you want to say the starting receivers, I know Lavelle's working himself back and Malachi Fields is having a hell of a spring. Hell of a spring. Um, and it looked like the the defense, the white defense, had majority of the defensive starters and things of that nature. So, was surprised that the blue team ended up winning, but I wanted to see the white team score at least, man. They should have got some points. This is the first time. Well, I'm so old school, man, but I thought you should have got points for like turnovers that you caused and, and sacks as well, but. Was it 23-0? Yeah, I think it was 23-0. What? What? I thought I had the score around me. Yeah, it was 23-0. Who's watching? Tell me who's watching. Yeah, man, but my takeaways from the game, man. I know somebody's saying, like, how you not know what the score is, Ballhawk? My bad, man. My bad. It just slipped my mind, and I didn't put it down on my sheet of paper. I just know three touchdowns were scored. Because Malachi scored, Paris scored, and Ahmad scored. So, did we miss it? That's your point? Because if it's 23 or was it 24? Because I know we made a field goal too. Anyway, we scored three touchdowns, kicked the field goal. Somebody's watching me. All right, let me play some back. Let me play some instrumental, man. Play some of that drizzle. Shout out to my man Andrew Brown that be providing the instrumental, man. Let's see what we're going to play. All right, so here we go, man. Uh, my thoughts on the spring game. Schematically, I like what I saw. I like, I, I, I like that we were invested into trying to run the football, and I think we all knew coming into the game that offensive line would be a big question mark. And defensively, we was ahead. Like for Mui, Carter, Smiley, Perry, Chico, uh, Green. Uh, the list goes on and on. Those guys getting out there, man. They playing fast. I like what Coach Rudd, Coach Rude is doing with them. Coach Rudd. I just call him Coach R because I be saying Rude Rudd. I ain't trying to destroy his names. I'm going to call him Coach Rated R. Rated R. Coach R. <laughs> yeah. But I like what I saw, man. And and from the secondary, like with Coach Cox, the, like, I, like I talked about before the game, I feel like confidence-wise and – Fundamental wise, I can tell the difference. Just the way they attack ball carriers, closing space, 
really attacking the target and rolling when they get their hands on. You know, the the only missed tackles I saw was on on Paris's uh, long run. I keep wanting to call him Perry Jones. <laughs> it's crazy. I keep wanting to say Perry Jones, but it's Paris. I'm gonna just say P Jones. P Jones was a kid that I was looking at all spring, and I was like, "Yo, he is the one that will truly flourish if given the opportunity in this scheme because he gets lost behind the lineman. And he has very good vision and sudden quickness. I think Amar could be like Key Payne was for us, you know, short yardage, bruising. We got to lead. We got to." take up time Mike Hollins is the every down guy very dynamic very shifty could run catch out the backfield um I think Mike I think Mike's gonna do very well in this game but Paris to me is like the x factor that change of pace that Dave Meggie back in the day you know what I'm saying with Dave Meggie used to come in for the Giants or when when uh Darren Sproles used to come in for the Eagles that type like uh-oh better account for two but I like what I saw from Paris and and granted his first carry in the second half that it went for a touchdown it was starters in the like I'm saying this air quotations it was starters in the game that missed tackles on him you know what I'm saying like he made some guys he ran through arm tackles and then he hit him with the Deion Sanders now you see me now I mean Barry Sanders now you see me now you don't moves down the field for that 70 plus yard touchdown run. Um, so that was great to see that. Uh, I like that we, we stayed the course too. Now, granted, I felt like the coaches really wanted to run the football. And then with guys getting stuff, we had to rely on the passing game. And I like that we we'll use lives as a tight end. I like we we'll use lives in the tight end because you got to make the tight, you got to make the backers respect both the pass and the run. Yo, Nick Jackson, you just not going to pin your ears back and keep sacking our quarterback and keep fapping us in the mouth. Antonio Clara, you ain't going to keep fapping us in the mouth one-on-one like you was doing in the hole with our backs. We're going to make your eyes see everything. And Wood, fo-fo. Hey, man, let me tell you something, bro. You made some plays. Grant, we, you know, we saw what Grant could do last year, but Woods really jumped out. That's what you want because... It's your last auditioning of the spring. Now guys got to think about all summer lifts, running, conditioning, like what you going to do. It's a long, you know, it's a couple months before we get to fall camp. And he made a great impression. I thought Woods made a, a, a great impression, just demonstrating he can find uh, spots in the field, flash his numbers, secure the football. Um, Hayden hit him a couple of times and jarred that jank out. Like that boy was hitting out there. Yeah, buddy. He was out there thumping. Aiden Ryan was out there thumping. I mean, he was hitting. If you was look on the field when he was hitting, you heard it. Because one time Woods had the little seam and, and Brandon put a little touch on it, and I was like, "Oh, that's a good throw because he threw a back shoulder because he saw that Ryan was coming." So you know, the quarterback was letting the receiver know like somebody gonna come hit you. I'm, I'm throwing the back shoulder, protecting you. And he hit him right with a ball and fire. I was like, ooh, love. On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no. She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So 
obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Boy, ooh-wee. So much improved tackling. Better coverage overall. I know Malachi, um... Quarter pass over over Sims. It was good. It was good coverage, but you know, better offense just beat the defense in that situation. Yeah, it was Simpkins, right? So hold on. Did he switch? Yeah, he's matter of fact, I think he switched. Yeah, Simpkins switched to white. He he was originally on the blue. But he was in on the white. On that play. Or they gave him a white jersey for the game. If I'm not mistaken. Anyway. Um, and then Demeek caught a deep ball. When the backup quarterbacks came in, they let it fly. That's what I love about a backup quarterback, bro. They gonna let it fly. We know Wolf Fuck out there throwing ninety plus miles an hour for the baseball team relief. You know, he got thirty plus K's and twenty plus innings. So that's letting you know he sitting guys down. I know he struggled maybe one game. Uh, but Wolf Fuck is special. But uh, I like what I saw in the backers, man. Davis Lane, I like what I saw out of him. Both quarterbacks. Uh, Brennan, you know, showed that he can identify the open guys quick. I mean, we we know what Brennan can show, man. The main thing with Brennan was like, we just want to keep him healthy. And I will, I do want to say this. I do want to say this. And it's not taking anything away from the defensive line or the defense. But when you know the quarterback can't run and you run inside zones, you know it's not a threat of a pull. That means those ends could crash down. Now, granted, he could still pull it, run, and get the yards he could get, but you don't want to take the chance. They wanted to just say, yo, we're going to just give it to the backs. Let's see what we could get. Coach Elliott has that mindset like, yo, something may not be there, but make nothing, make something out of nothing. And I and I like that. I like that when when it was a lot of one-on-ones in the hole, he wanted the backs to win. And, and granted, you got to give it to the guys like Clary coming in in that B-gap, ready to fat. And making sound tackles, chopping them down. In years past, we was missing tackles. We didn't miss, ta- like I said, we missed tackles on Paris. But other than that, we were very sound in the way that we tackled. You can tell by the technique how we closed the space before we shot our gun, and and we accelerated through the ball carrier to get them down. It's a, it was a couple of times those DBs ran through receivers when they was catching the little hammer routes. Mama Lavelle got hit up in the chest one time. I was like, ooh, we. I forgot what number the DB was, and I apologize for that, but he ran right through Lavelle's chest. He didn't stop on contact. He ran through it. You know, Lavelle got, he got, all right, Lavelle a tough dude. Lavelle looked good, too, as far as his physique. Um, I still think he's getting acclimated. You know, he's been away from the game for a minute, and game, game speed is a little different speed, and he want to see if he could trust that knee. Uh, but he's coming along well. Malachi Fields is going to be special. Malachi gonna be special, man. Um, I like how coach is challenging Dontavian Wicks. Um, it was a quote that I like from coach that shows you good is and basically this is like a good is the enemy a great type of type of mentality. The quote from VirginiaSports.com, courtesy of uh my man Jeff White. Where's that quote? How he is challenging Dontavian to be great. 
Um, he says, Tay and I, Tay, and I've told him this. He's as good as the guys that I've been around for the last several years from a talent standpoint. Now, 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 let me cut the, let me cut the background music. He said, I've told him this. He's as good as the guys that I've been around for the last several years from a talent standpoint. Think about the receivers that Clemson has had. Hunter Winfrey, T. Higgins, the list goes on and on. They in the league. He was around the Sammy Watkins and all of them. <laughs> he can do it all. He's got the speed. He's got the short area quickness. He's got the natural hands. He's a tough guy. So he's got it all. The biggest thing for him is he was a guy that was one foot in the water because he has success and he knows that he's the best one returning. My coaching style is I'm going at the best one. I'm coaching the best one harder than anybody else because in order for us to be the team that we want to be, the best Players got to be the hardest workers. They got to lead every single day. And at first, there was a little bit of resistance, but I'm proud of how he responded. And I've seen that every area of his life has improved. Just in terms of his commitment and engagement in the classroom has improved. He's trying to lead. His body language is a lot better from when we started. So I'm pleased with his spring. But I think he still has another step that he can take because he has the chance to be as good as the ones that I've been around for the last 11 years just from a talent standpoint. But he's got to make that commitment that he wants to be the best at everything he does every single time he steps on the field. Every single time he steps on the field. Every single time. See, that's the thing about talent. You gotta, once you put responsibility on the talent, how will you respond? Last year, Wicks had a phenomenal season, correct? He had expectations for himself, but the world didn't have expectations for him. 57 passes for 1,203 yards and nine touchdowns. Now the expectation is there. Now the eyes are there. Now Every single game, what is three doing? What did he do? And if you can remember last year, it didn't. the season didn't end the last couple of games the way that he wanted. Now, granted, you know, uh, did he score a pit? I think he scored the pit game. But we know it's a sour taste in his mouth because Virginia Tech, he struggled. And then they didn't have him in the last drive around the goal line. You know what I'm saying? You know, he dropped some balls. I've been there. I'm the, I always, I dropped a lot of footballs here, so I know how I feel to try to battle through drops. But when you are as great as that kid is, and this is not saying that he's not a hard worker, but when you are expected to be great every single time, it's a difference. The approach changes. The eyes on you changes. So everything he does will be put under a microscope. That's what comes with the territory, and that's what the greats have to deal with. Everybody want to be a great player. Everybody want the spotlight until that spotlight's on them. Then they feel like it's not fair because the spotlight is not fair. You have to be performing at a high level every single time. And I like that Coach Elliott is holding them accountable because that's a young man that will respond. 
with any change, they're going to be that there is going to be resistance. I'm gonna say this again. With any change, there's going to be some resistance. Why? Because you're step like you're asking somebody to step out of their comfort zone. What you've been used to doing for a month, two months, three months, four months, a new voice, new expectations, new lens, new way of doing things. And the thing about Coach Elliott is it's hard for a player here to argue with his approach. Because his approach has produced. Now, granted, he's not been the head man, but this is a guy that's been around phenomenal receivers, phenomenal backs, just phenomenal players, understood what it takes, the little things, paying attention to detail, understanding that, yeah, you have a lot of talent, but what type of responsibility are you attaching to that talent? You know, a guy like a Mike Green, a lot of, I mean, freakish athlete, and he's challenging him. He's from the 7 5, you know what I'm saying? Lafayette, Williamsburg, VA. The fact that he's on a, a young man like that, that you can see flashes. You know, you got the Deshaun Perry's, another guy with a lot of ability, giving him opportunity to, to rush from the outside. And I think he was credited for a sack, if I'm not mistaken. He was in on a, a third and short or fourth and short. You know, it's good seeing guys like Jameer Carter, Famui coming in shape this year. We know. Coming back from the COVID year, it was it was difficult for him, but taking it upon himself to be in, in, in better shape and seeing Coach shout him out. Offensive lineman, man, let me say something to y'all too. Y'all gonna be under a lot of scrutiny, right? Because basically everybody transferred. I want to say you boys battle, man. We have probably like six or seven offensive linemen. They playing both ways. They ain't getting the break. They out there battling. Damn near by the end, you had offensive line that couldn't even move. Their whole body was cramping up. So, you know, for the guys that are coming in, playing offensive line, you're going to have to hit the ground running. You know, what are we going to do with the portal? Like, you know, we got to add, we have to add, add more depth to make sure that we can sustain the type of performance and the type of level if somebody gets nicked up. I really think this team could be really good, man, because I like the approach that Coach Elliott is taking. I like the approach that Kitchens and, and the staff is taking, how they're approaching these young men, um, and they challenge them mentally more than anything, how it could bleed over into their lives. Like everything we're teaching you here, you can apply to the classroom. You can apply to your to your life. All y'all not going to make it. But you got to be willing to outwork everybody. No matter how great you is, you always got to be willing to outwork everybody. So, overall, man, I was pleased. Um, I'm not, like, overly concerned with, I, I guess you could say, the lack of holes or push as far as running game. Our defensive line, they, they, they good. That defensive line is good. With this scheme that we have and the games that they're running, the slants and all the things Coach R has them doing under the tutelage of Slade and and others, they could be a problem. And 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 they welcome this. They welcome the the expectation. You know what Coach Down is doing with the defensive tackles as well, um, like. When you're around them, I mean, like each one of those assistants, they 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 get it, they get it, they teach, they look for things that 
the greats look for. They don't look for the obvious. Like, you may think you did something well, and they're like, hey, hey, right here, what was your eyes right there, though? Like, you broke that. Like, I'm on Antonio Clary. He got his hands on the ball, and then Baker got the got the intercept. Well, it was Baker, right? Yeah. Got the interception. And I was like, yo, Tony, you got you to gotta catch that. Like, you did all the work. You did a great job of, of falling in the flat. Brendan tried to make a, a, a long, tough throw. You made a play, and then your brother cleaned it up. But I'm like, yo, man. Don't just get there. Make it. Fully make that play. Also, shout out to Ethan Davies, man. Yo, Ethan, man. I like you a lot. I like Ethan Davies, man. I like Ethan Davies. He's just one of those guys that just just do everything that you need a football player to do. Not going to be overly flashy. Willing to do the dirty work. Salute to you, Ethan, man. Definitely salute to you. Um, but yeah, that's all I, that's all I got for the, the spring game. I'm not going to talk you guys heads up. I'm definitely excited. Hopefully everybody, you know, go get your season tickets. Um, get excited for the upcoming season. Got a favorable schedule. The first six games favorable, meaning you, you can, you can have a winning record just on paper, on paper. looks like, you know, you won't know until you play the games, but everybody let to look at the schedule. But we know after those first six games, and we got that home stretch where we home for a month and some head bangers coming into town. So it's important for you to at first this game, man, you got to get four to five. You know, I ain't going to be a home, a true homer and say, oh, man, we got we to get all six. We're going to win all six. Got to get at least four to five of them. <laughs> Perfect where I want you to get six out of six. But, you know, you get four to five before that home stretch because, boy, Listen, Coastal Carolina ain't easy. We know Miami. They, they, hey, Miami started coming on late. You remember they beat Pitt at Pitt. Then we got to end that. You know who? Oh, you know where. But excited for this. Coach Elliott addressed the uh, fans at the end of the game. I thought that was phenomenal, and that was organic. You know, he asked, could he speak to the fans because he understands how important. The fans were, oh, and also, man, Billy Kemp didn't play. Man, Billy going to do, yo, Billy going to have a big year. Billy Kemp would, in this offense, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, especially if you're going to utilize the tight ends. Basically, if y'all remember how UNC had blocked out, blocked down, they would pull with their guard and the tight end, or the guard and the tackle sometimes, or sometimes they were like, look like it was like they were running a, um, they would run zone read to like the boundary, right? But you see the the H back, the tight end, and the H type back setting when he's offset, either like right behind the tight end, and at the snap of the ball, he would come flat and he would hit the backside end. Well, we have that play now. Where we we got that stretch, we got that stretch, and the tight end is blocking, going back, you know, going across the grain, blocking that that end scraping, and then we got a play action off of that. I love that. I love that. Because a lot of times teams in that backside end will run our backs down. And it helps with the cutback as well because that linebacker, that backside backer can't just scrape. And if you, you know, got a flanked out slot, you know, it's taking the backer out of the box. So that cutback lane is there when you block that tight end as well. So. I like that we we got that implemented. We, we'll run some two tight end sets as well. Um, 
I know everybody was like, yo, we're going to do with our tight ends because the last two years we, we have avatars at tight ends. But these, the tight ends we got now, like your traditional, you know, 50-50 guys can block and pass catch. And Jelani could, you know, don't get me wrong, Jelani could block and pass catch, but with his size and his athleticism, people just look at him as a receiving tight end. But these guys are going to be very unassuming, so they could get lost in the wash, lost in the trash, and before you know it, they open, making secure catches with the football. And Brennan is a guy that, you know, speaking to him after the game, he just said, ah, well, I, wanted, I wasn't as sharp as I wanted to be. But, hey, you know, comes with the territory, new, new system, just trying to make better decisions. And a kid like that, he's always honest. Like, he's always honest. Even when folks feel like he had a great game, he'll point out to me throws that he missed. That's what I love about Brendan Armstrong, man. Just a down-to-earth kid, man. Um, but, yeah, Billy Kemp didn't play. Darius Bratton and Hunter Stewart was out. We talked about uh, Jay Woolfolk and, and Dunko. Uh, Justin was hurt. We know about Ronnie Walker, um, just to name a few. So that's all I got for y'all, man. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you go to sthujuice.com so you get your Petty Hawk Who's Edition shirts. So it's the Petty Hawk logo with the Cavalier, the Calf Man silhouette. Behind him, because you know Petty Hall protect the calves at all costs. So I got a couple of those shirts left. I think we sold out, sold out of medium and large, but I can restock that um, in the next week. But I think I got like five XL, about four two Xs, and four smalls left. So go to sthujuice.com, get your Petty Hawk shirts, medium and large, sold out. I'm still working on getting. Bigger size is 3X and 4X, and then I'm going to try to get it in. I might get it in black. I want to get it in navy blue, but the, the calf hat gets kind of lost in navy blue, so I might have to get it in, like, gray. But uh, I want to have another color option for y'all. So go to myhawkins.com as well. If you want to directly contact me, you go to the contact box at the bottom. Shoot me a line. Shoot me what you think about the podcast. Shoot me uh, – Future subjects you want me to talk about as well. Um, definitely gonna have a, try to have a spaces with Low Davis and talk about the Cavalier um, initiative with the NIL. So, you know, break down their thoughts and their vision with that. So, you know, looking forward to getting him on Twitter spaces. Um, if you like to talk NBA, check me out on Twitter space as well. I usually try to do that 3.30, couple days of the week. So look out for that as well. But, you know the motto, good is the enemy are great. Be great in everything that you do. Never let nobody tell you you can't do what you set your mind out to do. And if you're in the Charlottesville area, man, and you want some good energy before work, come out to the Jefferson School, 6 o'clock in the morning, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Run with the prolific run crew. You won't be disappointed. We just got back from the Boston Marathon. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal experience. And it really gave me a newfound perspective and respect for distant runners i used to think runners were just soft all you doing is running and marathon training is the hardest thing i've ever been through and i love it i love to kick my own hind parts every single day so the motto is be the best version of you that you can be every single day the only competition is you from the previous day that's it once you have that mindset, you won't be labeled a hater because you're not worried about nobody else. You just focus on you and being the best version of you. 
All right, man. Let me get off my soapbox. Y'all be easy, man. It's a ball hawk show. Hawk! Subscribe, man. Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, the Ball Hawk Show podcast. We out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.